This is Sister on Scripture, take two. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 21. Hey, can you hear me now, Lori? Okay, good. That was weird. I just completely lost the um, live chat menu. Everything went away. I tried to bring it back up, and then when I did, the the um, chat screen was completely blank. I'm going to try to fuse these two together um, so that way we don't lose all of that. But, wow, that was just strange. I guess I hit on something really, really good, huh? In the scripture, you know, Jesus's two greatest commands was to love, to have no other gods before him and to love your brother as yourself or your neighbor, your brother as yourself, as you love him. And we fail on that a lot. Um, if we're just being honest, we, because we have been groomed into this disposable society. We just throw things away and people away, just like we're tossing the trash, sometimes easier than taking out the trash. And and it really shows character when you stand by and, and walk through and with, you know, because we're stronger together in the body of Christ than we are apart. And Satan knows that. Satan knows that with without us all together, that he's able to one by one pick us off. But when we stand together and we stand firm, we have on the armor of God. We have on the breastplate of truth and righteousness. We have on the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith. We have the sword of the spirit. We have the gospel of peace and we have the belt of truth. And we help one another and build one another up, not breaking one another down. When you see people start to break one another down, that's because Satan, the ultimate deceiver, has gotten into their lives and started doing his manipulations, trying to to stir up things in people. And, and it works sometimes, but we have to be stronger than that. And that's where a stronger scriptural foundation comes in. So in um, what I was seeing earlier, in case I can't pull it back together, was that the citizens were t saying that the way of the Lord is not right, but it was actually their way that was wrong. They were questioning God instead of saying, well, God said this, so I need to change me. People try to change him. And it's like, that doesn't work. Or they try to pick scripture and verses and, and and cherry pick out what they want to use versus not. And it's like, okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to be real. We have to be honest. We have to step out of a life of sin and we have to do better. And the only way to do that, to do better is to acknowledge and accept that responsibility and then go out and sin no more. Like Jesus told the prostitute, go and sin no more. Because nobody who was there was without sin, so they couldn't cast the stone, so they had to all leave. And so it was just him and her there. And it brings me back to Second Chronicles 
and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal, heal their land. But yet we have not turned from our wicked ways. We have not turned from shunning out others that should not be, that need us the most. We have not stepped out with, you know, the gospel of peace and the belt of truth, telling others that the two greatest commandments are to love thy brother as thyself and to have no other gods before him. Sounds simple, sounds easy, and it really, you know, kind of is in a way, but the thing where it gets hard is because you're doing something different outside of the norm, outside of what anybody else is doing. Um, and that's why, like, that's why TikTok really went viral. And a lot of things is because you could sit there and, and see trends and things and, and you're seeing what algorithms have wanted you to see. But it's a lot of that stuff we were never intended to see. We were never meant to know some of that stuff. We were never meant to have the knowledge of, I was I had a different thought with that and then I went somewhere else. The knowledge of our nakedness and our lewdness, you know, oh, not lewdness, our nakedness. You know, when, when Eve was deceived by Satan in the beginning, we would not have known about our nakedness had she not have bitten off the forbidden fruit on the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Since we have that knowledge now, it's up to us to, to use it wisely. And that's what Ezekiel's trying to tell the people. He's trying to tell them that when the wicked turns from his wickedness and practices justice and righteousness, he will live by them. He will live. He will not die. But when, but yet you say the way of the Lord is not right. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. God is going to judge, not us. And it's not up for us to say, well, I don't like the way you're doing that, God. I think you should do it a different way. Um, sorry, I'm not going to be the one to do that. So we're in the 12th year of their captivity. It's seven years after the first prophecies of the book of Ezekiel. The city's been captured. Um, and so we're going to dive in from there. Now the hand of the Lord had been upon me in the evening before the refugees came. And he opened my mouth at the time they came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened and I was no longer speechless. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, they who live in these waste places in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one, yet he possessed the land. So to us who are many, the land has been given as a possession. And see, um, Ezekiel's mouth was shut. And God is, you know, he told him he had to have his mouth shut. After he gave the prophecies, Ezekiel had to close his mouth, couldn't say anything else until word above messenger came through to let him know that what he was saying was actually true. Therefore, say to them, thus says the Lord God, you eat meat 
with the blood in it. Lift up your eyes to your idols as you shed blood. Should you then possess the land? You rely on your sword. You commit abominations, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? The sins mentioned here are almost exactly parallel to those Gentile Christians were asked to avoid by their Jewish brethren in Jerusalem in Acts 15, 20, and 29, which I'm going to go ahead and read. Acts 15, 20. But that we write to them that they abstain from things contaminated by idols and from fornication and from what is strangled and from blood. 29. That you abstain from things sacrificed to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication. If you keep yourselves free from such things, you will do well. Farewell. Verse 27, chapter 33, um, Ezekiel. Thus you should say to them, thus says the Lord God, as I live, surely those who are in the waste places will fall by the sword, and whoever is in the open field, I will give to the beast to be devoured. And those who are in the strongholds and are in the caves will die of pestilence. Isn't that interesting there? People are... are I've seen videos and seen things about end times and there was this really funny one that suspicious observers posted a couple days ago. It's the B-A-S-S-S. Anyway, it was a joke. It's a little funny video. It's a couple minutes long. Um, I'll post it on Knickknack so you can watch it if you want um, on my on the Telegram channel. But it's talking about, you know, the people are already leaving, going to Mars, and have inhabited the colony, that we're just basically like the Truman Show for them, and, and whatever. But people think, especially rich people think, that they can, and I'm, I'm talking about the super wealthy, like the 1% elite wealthy, they think that they are safe they're encompassed by you know that their money has bought them these big fortresses and no matter what they try to do bunkers or underground you know all of that stuff listen to this one verse right here and those who are in the strongholds and in the caves will die of pestilence so all you can't get away from god you cannot escape his wrath when he is set on something, he is set. And I shall make the land a desolation and a waste, and the pride of her power will cease. And the mountains of Israel will be desolate so that no one will pass through. Here is, um, you know, where they're saying how you know, they're, they're thinking their arrogance is going to save them. But yet, it's not. And even though, you know, how they say that Abram was only one and he inherited the land, but we are many. The land has been given to us as a, a possession. These were the thoughts and the words of the small remnant that remained behind in Jerusalem and Judea. Here we're learning that they thought they would inherit the land and rebuild a new Israel in Jerusalem, but God had promised that this would come from returning exiles, not those who remained in the land. 
Jeremiah described these uh, remaining few in the tragic events connected with them in Jeremiah 40 through 44. And I'm not going to read those because that's four chapters, but I will put them in the notes. So that way you guys can go back and read them if you'd like. God's answer to the surviving remnant is not what they expected. The few survivors who somehow evaded death in exile were not godly covenant-keeping men. They didn't observe his dietary laws. They did not worship Yahweh alone, and they were violent. That's why he says, Therefore say to thus says the Lord God, you eat meat with blood. You lift up your eyes toward idols and shed blood. Should you then possess the land? You rely on your sword. You commit abominations, and you defile one another's wives. Should you then possess the land? saying, you know, what have you done to, to deserve me to give you this land? You're not even following what I said. Why should I give this to you? And then God said again, should you then possess the land? He's repeating the question twice to emphasize that they're not going to possess it. God's promise to restore Israel and Jerusalem would be accomplished, but not through ungodly men like these. God sees and knows all. Their survivors there, they didn't truly escape his judgment. It was just delayed for a little bit. Um, it's the same like the judgments of the sword, the beast, and the pestilence from Jeremiah 40 to 44. It proved it to be true. And God says, I will make the land most desolate. The arrogant dreams of the few survivors would come to nothing. God would further his work of making the land most desolate, desolate despite their arrogant strength. Verse 29, then they will know that I am the Lord. When I make the land a desolation and a waste because of all of their abominations which they have committed. Jerusalem had just fallen, and an almost unimaginable calamity came upon the people, yet God promised a further desolation to come. He's not done. God's not done. And it's going to come because of their terrible idolatry, because of all their abominations which they have committed. They're not hiding. Everything that's in the dark will be brought to light. Verse 30, but as for you, son of man, your fellow citizens who talk about you by the walls and in the doorways of the houses, speak to one another, each to his brother, saying, come now and hear what the message is is which comes from the Lord. The people, they're pleased to hear Ezekiel, but they're not, they're still not listening. 31. And they come to you as people come and sit before you as my people and hear your words, but they do not hear your words. And oh, I'm sorry. And hear your words, but they do not do them. For they do the lustful desires expressed by their mouth, and their heart goes after their gain.
they're they're not wanting to they they still are questioning god's god's law instead of their own law that you know what god's given them they're like oh well we're gonna do what we want to do and it doesn't really matter we can just do whatever but that's not the case right And behold, you are to them like a sensual song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not practice them. So when it comes to pass, as surely it will, then they will know that a prophet has been in their midst. Recall just like how the Jews didn't want to realize that Jesus was the Messiah. They, they failed to acknowledge that, and it, some still till, you know, when they saw that the tomb was empty, still refused to accept Jesus as the Messiah, and that's the issue now that we're still having. God wanted Ezekiel to know that his message was getting out to the people. Even if they did not obey what God told them to do, they did talk about him and regard what he said as the word comes from the Lord. The word that comes from the Lord. So, you know, people kind of, you know how they say, like, people live in rent-free in somebody else's head? When you're talking about them, that's that's still, you know, it's still getting exposure. May not be, you know, they, they may not listen, but it's there and they know it. They hear your words, but they do not do them. In a superficial sense, Ezekiel was popular as a prophet. People talked about his prophetic words and gave lip service and the words being from God. Yet it was a very superficial sense. They heard, but they did not really listen or do them. With their mouth, they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. People said good and kind things about Ezekiel's preaching, but it made no difference in their hearts or lives. They still live for their own gain and not the honor and the holiness of God. They like to listen to Ezekiel just like they like to listen to a good singer. That's why they said a pleasant voice and well-played music, play well on an instrument. They enjoyed the prophet's music, so to speak, but did not respond to his message with truth, faith, and action. Then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Ezekiel had already been proved a true prophet because Jerusalem had been captured. Ezekiel 33, 21, where we started. Yet as his prophecies continued to be fulfilled and woe came to those who did not receive them with faith and action, at the very least, the people would know that Ezekiel was indeed a true prophet and should never be regarded as an entertainer or mere inspirational speaker. You know, Ezekiel was one of the most theatrical of the prophets. Ezekiel was was you know slapping his thigh and actually ate the scroll and you know saying that you can't live off of you know bread alone you've got to he wanted to ingest the word of god he wanted to to live the word of god and so you know he did a lot of things to to gather their intention because you know, Jeremiah, he came through trying to teach them and other prophets had come. It's still, it was not getting through to them what was truly important. 
they were still like, okay, well, we hear you, but we're not going to listen to you. We're going to do what we want to do, and we'll be good. And, and, you know, that's just, you can't go through life that way. You're not, I mean, you can, but you're not going to get anywhere of any value. You're not going to accomplish anything. You're just going to kind of go around in circles trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the next step? God is. God is always that step. And I'm going to stop there. I don't want to go ahead and start chapter 34 today um, with it being close to the end. Um, sorry about the beginning, and I don't know what happened to why we cut off, but it did, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take any prayer requests that we may have. And um, then we'll go ahead and go into, we'll do our prayer and close out. Thank you, ladies, who, who buried in there with the, the cutout earlier. And just like I said, I don't know what happened there. Um, when we start into chapter 34 on Monday, that's going to be the prophecy against the shepherds of Israel. Um, is there's going to be three accusations against the kings of Israel. Because they, they were really, they were really bad. They were supposed to be the ones leading, and they failed horribly. So, does anybody have any prayer requests for us today? I'm gonna play a little bit of music, see if it'll work. I'm kind of scared to mess with Podbean too much because after what it did earlier on me. So we're going to go ahead and go into prayer then. I didn't see any prayer requests in the chat. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us this space here today to be able to come together to worship and just be able to um, 
grow closer in our walk and relationship with you, Father. It's such a blessing to to have the face, Lord, that we're able to turn what was meant for evil online and make it something good. And it's just so wonderful, Father, to see you work in everyone's life and and see all the people that are starting to do more scripture-based shows and and talking about the, the religion and the scriptures and the word. It's such a blessing, Father, for for people to start coming to this awakening. Father, we, we are so humbled by your love, the magnificent love that you have for us that lets us know that we're not only worthy, but we are truly loved by you unconditionally that you, you loved us so much that you sent your son here to die for us. A man that was blameless, a man that was sinless. You became that man. You became sin for all. So that way we would be granted the grace and mercy to have our salvation. So, Father, I pray for those that that tried to use that salvation and use Jesus as a crutch to continue to live in sin. Father, I I I rebuke that. I pray that they they realize in their hearts that just because we were born into sin, when we're reborn, that doesn't mean we continue to sin and say that we can just ask for forgiveness, Father God, because that creates holes and, and separations between us. And repentance isn't about restoring our salvation, but rather restoring our relationship to you, Father. When we have wronged you or wronged one another and we admit to it and we apologize for it, that restores that bond, that relationship, that nurturing section of of what you have together with one another. Instead of being all about self, it's about being selfless. It's about being true brothers and sisters to one another instead of bickering over the latest trend or fad that you may disagree with father you've brought together a remnant that will stand together through thick and thin that will say satan be gone get out of here because you're he's not welcomed here he's not welcomed among this remnant he's not welcomed among your people he's not welcomed at all so father we rebuke Satan, we sent him back to hell where he came from, where he belongs, just like you sent him down before, Father God. Thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for waking us up today, for giving us the air in our lungs, for giving us shelter, for giving us the security of knowing that we are not alone, that we always have Jesus Christ right next to us. No matter where we go, what we do, he's always there for us to turn to. Father, for those that are that are lacking in that faith, that are lacking in the resolve to know that they could stand up against all forms of evil because when the great I am is with us, no one can be against us. So Father, I pray for those that are struggling in that weakness, that are struggling with with telling Satan to go back to hell, that are that are having those idols that are still holding on to the earthly realm things. The ones that are still afraid to go out and, and preach the gospel, to preach the word. Father, I pray that you lift them up, that you embolden them, that you strengthen them, that you give them the courage of Joshua, like 1-9. Joshua 1-9, be bold, be strong, be courageous, Father. And I pray, I pray the courageousness upon all of us, both here live and listening later, that 
that they feel that fire ignite in them, that fire of the Holy Spirit that's coming out to tell them that their time is now, their purpose is now, Father. Help them seek what that purpose is. Help them find that mission that you have sent just for them that no one else can feel because you made us all unique. You give us all unique talents and gifts and skills to all come together and help one another to build up the body of Christ, not to sever a limb, not to break a neck, break an arm, but instead to mend, to heal, just like Jesus does. Father, if Paul tells us that with our faith, we can also heal just like Jesus did, but yet we, we don't heal. Father, help restore the healers. Help restore the faith in those people that are lacking. Help show the people that they can do greater things because we are children of the most high. There's nothing that can stand in our way. There's nothing that can stop us. If we just believe, if we just have that faith that God is there for us and with us, that nobody can stand against us because we have the great love of the great I am. And Father, for the wars, for the people of Jerusalem and Israel and, and Palestine and, and, and the city of Gaza, Father, I pray for the Muslims and the Israels and the Jews all to come together and understand that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. Have them repent, Lord. Have them rebuke what they thought before and see and truly see with eyes that only can see through your love, through your lenses, God. Show them what they haven't seen yet. Turn on the light so that that darkness will be brought to the forefront, that that darkness can no longer be swept under the rug, that darkness can no longer be pushed aside and covered up, but that darkness will come to light because Jesus is light, because God, you are light. So Father, we thank you for all. We thank you for the breath in our lungs, for the, the chance to be used by you today, because it's not a mistake. You woke us all up today for a purpose. I found my purpose, Father God. I pray everybody else finds their purpose. And for those that are sick, Father, I have the faith to believe that you will heal. If they just get down and, and tell you what they need healing from, and it not be just a disease, but actual healing from within, healing that can only come from the fountain of you, Father. Rush over those, those waters on us. Cleanse our bodies. Cleanse our souls. Heal us from the inside out. Make us strong. Make us bold like lions. Make us go out there and, and wear that breastplate of righteousness. Father, have us keep our helmet of salvation on. Have us keep the shield of faith on and the sword of the spirit, not just to go out and try to slay dragons physically, but we have to slay the dragons spiritually. There's so many spiritual battles being fought right now that so many people don't see. And so, Father, I pray for a great awakening upon all of these people, a great awakening that they may see your love, that they may see your light, and they may go and do those greater works than he, because Jesus says that we can. Father, thank you for all the many blessings that you've given us. 
And, and for any of those that are struggling, Father, I just pray that this, this message just reaches somebody, whether it's right now live or it's later on. Father, you know um, the time and the place and whenever it's right. So, Father God, I just pray that that you continue to use my my voice that you have given me, continue to work through me and through this podcast and through all the others that are going out trying to spread your gospel and your love. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Guys, thank you very much for being here with me today. I'm going to try to get both parts of this one episode put together. Um, It said there was an error on the recording, so I'm not sure if it kept or not. But um, hopefully it did. Because we had gotten into some some good scripture there and some good information. I pray everybody has a wonderful, blessed week and weekend. Scott should be back tomorrow morning. Um, to to uh, I'm assuming tomorrow morning, he is supposed to be back. From what he had said on Monday that he or Sunday, he was going to be doing a podcast on Friday. Um, I'm assuming morning though, so it may not be morning. Don't hold me to that, guys. Um. But he will be back. I am having no news be good news. Um, because when you're hunting, you can't really be on your phone. And to be honest, you know, you need to save battery when you don't have, you know, plug-in source. So I would say he's he's still okay. He's a, he's a um, smart guy who has all the faith in the world in, in Christ. And so he leads by what Father guides him and... I have no doubt in my mind that he's okay. But just so that way y'all know, um, he will be back on, supposed to be back tomorrow. I'll post updates as I get them. Um, I'll be back on Monday for Ezekiel 34. No show on next Thursday. It's going to be Thanksgiving here in America. And so I will not be on next Thursday on Thanksgiving. But I pray everyone has a blessed time with family. um, And that you put Christ first. Remember, guys, we, we're in a disposable society, but people are not disposable. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross for us. He would not have endured those hours of torture in hell. Six straight hours in Sheol. He wouldn't have done it if we didn't matter. So we matter. And with that, I'm going to leave you. I was going to do the Song of Ezekiel to close, but I'm actually going to do tribal I'm probably going to get a strike on YouTube for it but it'll be okay y'all love you guys have a wonderful blessed day and I'll see you guys online In a world where we're losing hope And life has us on the ropes Misunderstandings, hate running rampant Every man out for his own Seems like we've lost our way And the distance grows every day Thought that we had caught in the madness Oh, ain't it tragic, but you said 
if we turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves in prayer, you'd seek your face, you'd give us grace, so come have your way, Lord, here we are, abandoned hearts, on bending knees with outstretched arms, God, hear us from heaven, send us your prayers, we need you, Lord, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Summer and spring may pass, but winter and fall won't last. I can trust the Creator, it's perfect in nature, better is coming, I know. Just like the rising sun, my faith is rising up. You're the God of your promise, and what you have started, you're faithful to finish, because you said, if we turn from our wicked ways, humbled ourselves in prayer. And seek your face, you give us grace. So come have your way, God. Here we are, abandoned hearts, abandoned knees with outstretched arms. God, hear us from heaven, send us your breath. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. 